just like that. Oh my God. This is by far, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like, this is one of the funnest podcasts I've done. Welcome everybody out to episode 80 of Utah in the Weeds. My name is Tim Pickett. I'm a medical cannabis specialist here in Utah and Utah in the Weeds is a podcast about Utah cannabis and cannabis culture in general. Today's guest is George Braywa. We have an opportunity to, to speak with him and do a lot of videos. So this episode, if you aren't on video or on on YouTube, then you might want to be sure to log on to Discover Marijuana on YouTube and watch this episode because I unbox the Dynavap products and we talk through them and there's a lot of visual stuff. I do my best to describe what I'm doing on uh, for audio, but the Dynavap product is pretty interesting because it's, it's essentially a vaporizer, a flower vaporizer that doesn't require any battery. You use either a some type of heating element and they have a battery or you can use a torch to heat up the element in order to vaporize the flower. But all medical and really, really cool Wisconsin company that is producing these right here in the US. They're phenomenal quality and just is just fun to, right? Cannabis is fun. It's fun to learn new things, learn about new new ways to consume and try to avoid putting flame to flower, right? This week, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Just very, very grateful to all of you, all of the subscribers, listeners. Thanks for subscribing to Utah in the Weeds. You can listen to it on any podcast player that you have access to. Thanks for subscribing and watching on Discover Marijuana. Again, my name is Tim Pickett. This is a great interview with George Brewa from Dynavap in Wisconsin. Enjoy this episode. So tell me about your company. So our company was uh, formed primarily for the purpose of sharing an idea. And that idea is really, is there any longer a need in our world for people to be lighting things on fire? and intentionally inhaling the smoke. And uh, we don't believe that there is. We have the technology. And it's not just the devices that we make, Tim. There's many other options on the market. It just, uh, we like the devices that we make. We put a whole lot of care and effort into designing them to be simple, very durable, and also very user-friendly. And also put a lot of care into trying to do our best to emulate the ritual and the experience of consuming cannabis. Because it is, to that point, there is a culture around cannabis, there is that experience around cannabis, and Utah, by going away from, by becoming one of these non-flame states, right? It's almost like a dry, you're like a dry state or something. You, there's a lot of people that, they're almost just pissed off because they they don't get that experience. There's something about grinding, rolling, packing, the preparation of this whole thing, very ritualistic, and that alone can be very medicinal for people. Uh, I think it has way more value than most people 
even would ever contemplate. And, and that's whether it's someone that's in the cannabis industry, someone that consumes cannabis or not. Some people just don't really think about it. But the reality is the thoughts that we have and the actions that we take and the anticipation that leads up to what the experience has to offer contribute in very significant ways in terms of what the end result of that experience is going to be. I like the way you you say that. You you say that. How did you get into that? Is this something you've always been involved in personally, or is this something you fell into? Oh, uh, it, it's just a little bit of both, right? So I didn't really participate in any sort of cannabis consumption or the the culture at all until I was into my twenties. Part of it was the legality issue. Part of it was, uh, you know, occupation related where it just didn't make sense and it wouldn't have been a good choice. But uh, from my first introduction, I knew one thing for sure. And that is I did not like the smoke. And I've, I've been very anti-smoking for a very long time. Smoke bothers me. I think I'm even at this stage in my life, I'm partially allergic to it. I don't think I've got asthma or anything like that, but uh, it affects me in a very negative way. And I don't like the uh, the other ingredients in smoke besides the things that I'm looking for, you know, all the incomplete combustion byproducts and all the other yucky things. So looking for another way. And the the process started probably back in the early 2000s when the idea of using a vaporizer was just kind of there. If you were really looking for it, some people that maybe have heard of it, but most people hadn't. And there wasn't a whole lot of uh, love for the technology that was out there at the time. So I looked into it a little bit, played around, tried to make some stuff. And then it just kind of sat by the wayside for a few years. But all the while, anytime I would come near burning cannabis, it was like, ah, why does it have to be this way? Why does it have to? tastes so terrible. I mean, it smells great. But then when you taste it after you've burned it, I mean, come on. You know, who puts cookies in their oven and burns them on purpose? Right. You, know? You're, you I mean, it's so true. There's, there's something about it. It's, you want that joint to taste good, but it just doesn't. No. Right? And it's the, and yet you, it's like it almost, it almost is there. But but then there's um, that, yeah, you just can never get there because there's that combustion, there's that high heat, and you're inhaling the plant material, right? Yeah. From a medical standpoint, as a medical provider, we know, and the Utah Medical Association got right on board with the no flame thing because there is no medical benefit of combustion. Um, no, no, it's, it's contradictory. Know, plain, plain and simple. Yeah, it is contradictory. There are discussions, I guess, you could have on risk versus benefit, right? If somebody has terminal cancer, are you going to kill them with the smoke before they die of the cancer? Maybe not. But why not just teach people to use um, to use a method that does that gives them the experience, gives them the medicinal quality of whatever you're consuming, offers more benefit because you get that entourage effect. Right. right, way better than burning off all those cannabinoids. And we've talked about this in the podcast before. But in addition to talking about you, 
we've got these things that are in front of me here now that I have that I have taken out of the package. And All you're right. gonna have to walk me through this a little bit. I have I would love to walk you through it. I wanted to send you kind of an overview, a sample that to give you a good general idea of what our company and what our product line is all about. And the quick overview is uh, we manufacture uh, smoking alternative devices, right? Or thermo extraction devices, what we really like to call them because... Thermo extraction devices, Dynavape, thermo extraction device company, like when yes. it gets right down to it, right? When it gets right down to it because, you know, why would you light your medicine on fire when all you need is heat to get what you desire, right? Aha. Uh-huh. And, and this is how it works, Tim. It's, it's, it's so much fun that uh, when if you take any one of the devices out, so if you just grab any part of the stuff that's in that box, hold it up so I can see you see it. Yeah, I mean, the first thing, I've, I've got this little... Uh... So that's one of our colored M's. So that is our completely plastic-free packaging. Yeah, it's, it comes in a, it's a little cardboard, and I had to peel it apart. Um, and inside is a cylindrical device. Looks like a vape pen. It does. A uh, vape pen battery. Yep. But a little it's cap small. on it. Yes. Ooh, it's a, it's like a single hitter. Kind of. So what I'm going to do is I've got a, another variation of that here in my hands. Okay. So I'll visually walk you through this while I describe it. So when you take that little cap off, what you see is the extraction chamber. Yep. Okay. That's where you put your cannabis or your other botanicals because these devices work with a wide range of botanicals. Okay? Sure. After we've done that, uh, you can put the cap back on. Okay? And the cap is the key to the Dynavirts. The cap is the key to the functionality that allows you to consume your cannabis without lighting it on fire. Okay? Okay. Inside this cap, uh, and all our devices come with one, is a tiny little calibrated thermostat that will click when your extraction chamber gets to extraction temperature. Okay. 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 There's a couple of ways that we can make it click. Uh, There's some torch lighters in the box. There's also uh, a really fun little package uh, that looks like this. Yes. I've Uh, got that. We can get into that now or we can get into that later. Let's get get into it now. Okay. So that comes in a zippered pouch. Yes. Really nice zippered pouch. And um, I'm opening up the zippered pouch. Inside there, there's a couple of little couple of little things. One one kind of bigger square device. Yes. So about the size of an old flip phone. Yep. Right. Before Looks they started like making it small. So this device, um, if you look on the side, there's a, a little button. If you press the button quickly three times, it'll turn it on. Okay. I've got the green light. green light. Yep. Got a green Here's light on my... Really fun, Tim. So if you simply take your device, your VAP cap, okay. and you drop it in like this, okay, the light should turn from green to red. And when you hear it click, take it out. Oh. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. Out. Okay. So I slid that in there. Yes. And it didn't take, but... The cap is now very hot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that thing is hot. Okay. It's it's hot enough to effectively extract all of the active compounds from whatever is in the extraction chamber. Oh, yeah. You can... You can... uh, You do taste a little bit of the heat. 
um, right on a dry, a dry hit of the, of yep. the little, what are we so, calling this? This is a VAP cap. A VAP cap. Yes. Okay. VAP cap. And then mm-hmm. what do we call the battery? That's an induction heater. An induction heater. We're going to drop this in. Yep. Boom. It, it flashes. Yep. Flashes again. I'm doing it again. It clicks. Click. Let me take How it How the hell did you get it to click? It took a little bit of doing, a little bit of engineering, but the, the true goal here, Tim, was to utilize the available technology today in our world to uh, give people a much better option for consuming their products, their botanicals, their cannabis, whatever it might be, without having to light it on fire. So key thing is also that the cap only click once on the heat up. So we need to let it cool down and reset before we heat it again. Okay. Uh, so on that induction heater, you notice there's a little magnet. Okay. Yes. So you, can, you can sit your device right on that magnet, and that'll help pull some of the heat out until you hear that reset click. I did hear the reset click. It doesn't take long. No, it doesn't stay hot all that long. Uh, but here again, we're trying to emulate as much as we reasonably can. It's a little bit of a shift. We're using some technology, but our goal is to emulate the smoking or the combustion experience without the need for creating the incomplete combustion byproducts and all the other nasty things. So you can really enjoy everything that your botanicals, that your plant, that your cannabis has to offer without all of the other unpleasant things. No, this is slick. How many, uh, this is probably, eh, so a good two or three inhalations, at least, you yeah, know, in typical, this. A typical load in, in that size extraction chamber is about 0.1 grams. Got it. Okay. Uh, what people typically find is that that's going to give a nice experience over the course of somewhere between three and five, maybe six heat cycles. So you've just gone through two heat cycles. Okay. Okay. Uh, and where this gets really fun is... All of our devices, uh, the ones we manufacture now, some of the older ones didn't have this capability, have the capability to reduce the size of the extraction chamber by 50%, which means it makes for, uh, at least in my opinion, a very, very nice microdosing tool. So you can consume a very tiny amount, which is really nice for people that uh, are trying to just carefully medicate just the right amount for the effect that you're seeking. Well, this is exactly what I was thinking when I, you know, when I put this, I'm looking at the chamber and thinking to myself, oh, not a lot goes in there. That's just the right amount for, you know, what, right. you know, fill in the blank there. That's just the right amount for. And when it comes to flour, the big problem for new newcomers to cannabis as medicine and consuming cannabis in general as a new, as somebody who's new to it. It's always dosing. It's always dosing. How can you well, keep the dose low while you figure it out? And then well, how can you get flower second? Like, how can you get flower dosing to be consistent? That is so difficult to do. But with a a chamber like yours, I mean, it is, it literally is the just the right amount. And when I'm looking at it, I swear I could just put a pencil eraser in there. It's about the size of a pencil eraser. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, about eight millimeters in diameter and just a little bit less than ten millimeters deep at full size. Uh, when we go to the half size position, it's the same diameter and half that depth. 
it's about five millimeters. So it's a very small chamber. So half size would be a different device, a different... Um... Uh, actually, no. Uh, I don't want to get too complex right now because it's first introduction, but uh, the, the screen that's in the bottom of that chamber is positionable. And I can show you how to position it into the half chamber size. Uh, we can do it now, we can do it later, whatever you're most comfortable with. Well, it's let's let's leave it for now yeah. right there. And let's go back to this battery, this induction uh, heater. Induction heater, yes. Because this has, this essentially, we're going to drop that in there, wait for the click, can, um, and this turns on and off and is chargeable here. Anything else? With this, is there, if I leave it in there for two clicks, is it going to get hotter? Uh, if you leave it in there, it's going to continue to heat until the device times out. It'll time out in about 10 seconds. Okay. Okay. So uh, many people refer to our devices as analog devices because they effectively have no electronic components, right? Okay. They don't turn themselves on. They don't turn themselves off. You, as the operator, are the person that, is driving the device. So you can heat it longer if you like. You can take it out before it clicks if you like. So you can kind of dial in exactly what you're looking for because it's your foot that's on the gas, right? Uh, so unlike the electronic devices where you're pushing a button and you're letting some microcontroller take, take control in terms of determining how it's going to operate, uh, the person holding the device in their hand is the control. The induction heater is your source of energy. And by separating the extraction chamber from the energy source and the control, what we've been able to do is make a device that's extraordinarily durable because it's the controls or the energy source, whether it's a battery or, or you know even a torch or something along those lines. Those are the parts that fail. Yeah. This is your dosing mechanism. Right. What's... What approximate temperature are you getting with one click? Okay. So uh, it varies a little bit depending on your technique. And here's where it gets a little bit more fun. Uh, slightly more challenging, but, you know, for most of us back in the day when we we're first getting on a bike, it was a little bit challenging. You know, once we got over that initial learning curve, it became more or less second nature. And we could choose if we wanted to go fast or go slow, Right. Yeah. These devices work very similarly once you understand the, the principle of operation. And so what I'm going to get at is just a couple of things. With an induction heater, especially this one, you drop it in. If you just leave it there until it clicks, it's going to click uh, on the first heat cycle somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, around 400, high 300s to low 400 uh, degrees Fahrenheit in the extraction chamber. Okay. After the reset click, you drop it in again. That temperature, when it clicks again, is going to be slightly higher because there's some residual heat left in there when the cap resets. Okay. Now, that's with the induction heater. If you're going to use a different source of heat, say a flame, you know, a lighter. I happen to have one of these in my, in my box. Yes. So uh, let me see which one you've got. I've that's, got this yeah. one and I've got some torch. Yes. Okay. So. Depending on where you heat the cap, okay, if you heat towards the tip here, okay, we, we like to have some sayings here. So heat, heat the tip for a tasty rip, heat the base, go to space. And the, the reason behind that is the temperature indicator, the thermostat, is 
towards the front end here where the groove is. Okay. Okay. So when you heat closer to the groove, especially the torch, it's going to flick and give you that temperature indication uh, earlier. Okay. Before we put as much heat into the extraction chamber. When we heat a little bit further away, we're driving more heat into that chamber before our cap clicks, which is going to give us a little I higher see. temperature. A little higher temperature. A little higher temperature. We can do the same thing with the induction heater by placing it in the induction heater for a few seconds, pulling it out, giving it a few seconds for the, the, the heat to kind of conduct through to get more to thermal equilibrium, drop it back in, and more slowly bring up your extraction chamber to optimum temperature. Okay, now you're now you're now that I'm understanding this a little bit better and it really only took me a minute with you describing it. I'm I'm the master of how hot this gets. Yes. Right? Like this little induction chamber is going to get as hot as I want it to get. So for the first few times I'm going to drop this in, wait till it clicks, I'm going to take that hit. Yep. I'm going to see how that goes, right? Huh? Certainly, I'm going to try that for a little while. Then I'm going to then I'm going to say, "Ah, you know what? I want to get it a little hotter." Right? It's nighttime. I want I, I need that to just be a little bit I don't know, for me personally, those the lower temperatures tend to be a little bit uplifting, more uplifting and the right. and the higher temperatures tend to be a little bit more sedating. So for me, you know, it's evening time. Um, I want that to be a little bit hotter. I'm going to, I'm going to play with that. I'm going to not let it click. I'll wait. I'll let it flash a few times. I'll pull it out. I'll put it back in there. Wait for it to click a second time. Boom. Now I'm in the 420 range Fahrenheit and I'm golden. Ooh, that's easy. I just did it. I'm an expert already. Isn't it nice and intuitive? It's totally intuitive. This makes sense to me because I can... I'm assuming that this other little canister that's in the Dynavap yep. product is a little bit of a, like an herb container. Yes. Inside right? the induction heater case. Inside the case for the induction heater, there's a little, uh, a nice little plastic, perfectly little plastic fit stash. plastic stash jar. I can put that in there. I can put my, my basically my pen in there as well. And I'm kind of good to go. That's that's super cool because the dosing is the right the right way. One thing about COVID is there's no sharing of any there's no sharing of anything anymore, right? So everybody wants to have their own single single serving size, which which is nice. It is and, nice. Uh, you know, you're going to have a few extra devices here now, Tim. So when uh, you have friends over for dinner, uh, no different than uh, when you're serving the food, you don't take a couple bites and pass your fork to the right. Um, you can give everyone at the table their own VAP cap. Yeah. Okay. And that way they can control the experience very precisely once they understand what they're looking for. Maybe they want that hotter hit, even though it's so early in the evening and you don't. Maybe they want a different strain than you're looking for. So not, not that I'm against sharing. I'm certainly not. In fact, you know, sharing is a huge part of, I think, the cannabis culture. And it's also a huge part of our culture as a company. But uh, I would much rather share my torch or my induction heater than my VAP cap. Yeah, your VAP cap, this, uh, the induction heater case happens to be just the right size for four 
you know, four or five VAP caps in the top. And uh, probably this little uh, mesh compartment on the top would be perfect for a couple of alcohol wipes. Sure. If I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking I can wipe these off. You know, you've got a few people who are involved. You've got one induction heater and you're off to the races. Wow, you have really just opened my eyes to an entire new way of consumption in a group where you're all participating in the same event, essentially like the old, you know, you're all smoking joints together, but you don't have to smoke joints. You've got your own, you've got your own dosing device. Everybody shares an induction heater. It's all, it's way to go. Way to go. I'm excited for this. Um, how do you turn this thing off? Three buttons? Uh, it'll three turn clicks? off automatically or push it three times again. It'll shut off. How long does the charge last? With that device, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about 35 to 40 clicks. 35 to 40 clicks. That's great. Okay, so when I'm heating this up with a torch, teach me how to use this lighter you have. Okay, so that lighter there is... The new lighter, yes. So the gas is already on when the lid's open. Okay. Looks like a high-tech Zippo. Yeah, it's it's it's. we tried to make it like a Zippo. So if you open the lid and put your thumb right on the top where the flame would be and then slide across the flint, it should light right up. Oh, yeah. We got heat. I just had to, I had to uh, manipulate the bottom. There you go. So uh, what's fun with this lighter is... We designed it so that you could be either a single flame torch or a dual flame torch. So there's a slider on the side that allows you to select between single flame or dual flame. Aha. Okay. The slider on the side. I put the slider down and then I, uh, I click the, or rip the flint and only one flame fires. Yep. And when the slider is on the top, it gives me both flames. Yes. Okay. That makes... Makes total sense. And the gas is on when the lid is up. Just like and then a there's a window on the side where I can see how much fuel is in the exactly is in the lighter itself. Bottom, of course, has a flame adjustment knob, little twist knob. Yep. Where I can I can make it a torch. Dial it in. Yep. yep. I like to have okay. my lighters adjusted so I turn the flame down as far as I can to maintain a steady flame. That's what I was just trying to do, and, and I turned it just a little too far. And that lighter lights the best. Um, if you hold it up and put your thumb right on the top middle and slide it across. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Super easy when you do it the right way. Yeah, if, if you try and just hit the side of it, they're, they're more difficult to light. Got it. Makes sense. Really nice. What type of fuel is in this lighter? Uh, it's your typical uh, refillable uh, lighter butane. Now we could use this for the VAP cap. Yes. Just like you were saying, we can, and we can still get the click. Absolutely. So the, the technique is a little bit more challenging than with the induction heater. So okay. uh, what we're going to want to do with the flame is you want to hold your cap above the flame. You want to aim the flame to somewhere in the middle of the cap and kind of rotate either back and forth or continuously around to uh, heat the cap. Yep. Until it clicks. Just like that. Oh yeah. Click it clicked away. And you're done. 
I still can't figure out everybody, you know, that we're all going to be sitting around and we're going to be thinking, man, the click, the click is the key, right? Like how'd they get it to click? It's awesome. Okay. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Then your cap is essentially heating the herb and then you're drying. And that, that's the idea behind not having to put flame to the herb. Exactly. So I can give you a quick analogy. It's, it's no different than uh, when we're baking cookies. Okay? I mean, who doesn't like the smell of fresh baked cookies? And fresh baked cookies tend to smell a whole lot like cookie dough smells because we're just simply heating it up and we're baking it. The extraction chamber in a VAP cap is basically a tiny little oven. And the cap has a thermostat in it. And when you set your oven, you're basically setting a thermostat so that it stops heating at a particular temperature. Okay. When the cap clicks, we know that we've hit the temperature. We are then smelling or tasting our fresh baked cookies versus taking our really nice cookies and lighting them on fire. Well, then they taste like burnt cookies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is this is uh, really cool. Okay, we can't leave it at that because I have two more cylindrical containers here. Oh, these are fun. And I think I've got a zero. So these may be the same. Um, no, they're, they're they're very different. What's inside? Oh, really? Yes. This really is Christmas. Okay, they're they're coming basically like uh, like tubes. Like I'm going to unroll them and cook some rolls. It looks like a large version. Oh, it looks like okay. a large organic version of your VAP cap. And you've just opened it. Yeah. Okay. So I just pulled it. Yeah. That's packaging for what we call our Omni. That's this guy right here. Okay. And the Omni. Yes. This I've got our- the Omni out and then it comes with its own. Does it come with its own lighter? Uh, ah. I like to put a lighter in there as well. Yes. So you've got yes. another option. I wanted to make sure that all of the devices that I sent you have a portable heat source so that uh, right. they're useful. So you can mess around with them, you can share them, you can give them away to someone that you care about. Yeah, this is fantastic. This looks a lot like a, a Chillum design where you have a you have a device inside another device. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. We wanted the packaging to look like the device inside. So the packaging is actually made by us in our shop oh it's it's great it looks like uh it's you know it's got wood wood on both ends or and then the the metal machined metal through the middle it's cylindrical and then you pull the another version of the vap cap out same style vap cap and then you have uh is this your lighter too do you make these no no uh we participated in designing the lighter that you just used with the flint. The other lighters are more or less commodity torch lighters. Now, what's the difference? Is there difference between the VAP caps that I had in the cardboard and, and this Omni? Yes. So we're looking at either end of the spectrum. Here. So the first ones that we looked at were what we refer to as our M. And these are the colored M's. Uh, so they come in three different colors. They also come in a base stainless steel as well uh, with no color. The one that's in your hand right now, we call our Omni. And this is our, our black one, our, we call it Obsidium. 
it's the high end of the spectrum, right? So this device is completely machined from titanium. The only part that's not titanium is the little black cap on the end. So every other part of this device is grade two titanium, which means it's just commercially pure titanium. It's not alloyed with aluminum or vanadium like uh, grade five titanium is. And it allows for a little bit more of a customizable experience because on this device, when you grasp the mouthpiece and give it a little twist, okay, it will adjust some internal parts that if you pull it out, you can see uh, what's inside. The mouthpiece will pull right out. Okay. Yeah. Looks like a little uh, drill bit almost. Right. So when this is put together, you will notice that the two parts thread uh -huh. into one another. Okay. When we twist the mouthpiece when it's inside the tube, other part of the tube, which is see the twisty parts, which we call the condenser, it will either extend or retract. Okay. And as it's extending or retracting, it changes the clearance between that tube and the backside of our tip or extraction chamber. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to dial in how much dilution air is coming in our airports here versus how much vapor is coming from your extraction chamber. So you can really uh, precisely adjust and modulate what we refer to as your air and vapor ratio. Now, why why does this why does this matter, George? Why does it matter? Well, for anyone that has ever coughed when consuming cannabis, that's why it matters. Because the amount of air versus the amount of essentially vapor that you're getting is going to adjust the harshness of the product. You got it, Tim. It's that simple. I guess I've really never considered it, but having the availability to adjust how much air and how much now you've got my, uh, now you've got my attention. I mean, I guess we probably do this by habit, you know, when you're when you're taking a hit, yep. you're going to take a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. A little I call bit of it air and mix it in. Right, you're sipping, um, you know, on you're sipping on the vaporizer, and here you'd be able to basically dial that in by the length of those internal parts. Yes, and how far they are away from the chamber. So, a uh, quick way to do that. If, uh, if you pop it out again, and you uh -huh. basically thread the two together okay. and then back it off just a touch so, so they're not binding, right? Right. And then you place it back in to the stem. If you look closely at the mouthpiece, what you're going to notice is there's nine lines that are carved into the mouthpiece. And they vary in length from short to long. Wow. So if you rotate this mouthpiece to the shortest length line clockwise, looking at the mouthpiece, right? Uh-huh. And then start rotating it counterclockwise, just like a combination lock, right? Each little micro-rotation is going to extend that condenser a little bit further into the tip, further reducing how much dilution air is going to be admitted into the device. 
And those little lines, since they go up incrementally, allow kind of a visual cue. So if you know that, yeah, I like to run my device somewhere between five and seven, right? Right. So I rotate it all the way around to effectively the beginning and then back it up four notches, five notches. And I'm going to get consistent results each time. Okay, I know exactly the person that this needs to go to. <laughs> no question about it. I'm thinking of a person who whose preferred method of consumption is joints. And it's their, you know, it's their civil disobedience in Utah. And I know that this has got to be something they need to they need to experiment with and experience because I don't know. It's all of the, all of the things. You still get that experience, but you don't have the medical problem. No. You know, cannabis. So, for listeners who are who are interested in this or or don't know, when you when you consume, there is no connection between smoking cannabis and lung cancer. And everybody will tell you that. That's it's like it's the thing everybody latches onto. But Cannabis smokers get emphysema and they get chronic bronchitis. And the more that is because we're inhaling the combusted plant material. And the longer you smoke, the more chances that is. Now that we have a growing population of cannabis consumers in this country and the younger crowd, there, you know, there's a lot of young people, a lot more young people smoking cannabis than there was. 20 years ago, just by numbers, that's a lot of people who are going to develop chronic bronchitis and emphysema symptoms from that inflammatory response from all that plant material. So the more we can tweak this use and reduce the, the smoking, the better from a medical standpoint, you know, patients all over. And I think what you've what you've mentioned here, George, is that by trying to help people get that experience of smoking and yet not smoking. Isn't it beautiful? It's, it really is a great idea and a great company. Okay, I'm opening up this last box. This, it's another tube. And we have, uh, you know, similar lighter. And yet in this one, we have a nice wooden, looks to me like walnut. It is. Wood. There you go. There's my cabinetry making days. Uh, I've got a magnet on top, which I'm going to assume is, now that I'm getting familiar, that my, my cooling magnet. Yes. And then how do I open this? Oh, it twists. It's like an old school stash box. This is an old school stash box right here. Except and you got to twist it all the way around to get at the, take it at both sides. Yep. Okay. So now I'm holding a wooden uh, metal VAP cap that is, I've got the same cap. So I'm yes. familiar with that now, but I've got a really nice looking, looks like it's machined metal. What, what metal are we looking at? So this device, uh, we call the VONG. And VONG is more or less an acronym that means VAP cap on glass. So this is a combination of wood and titanium. So either end of this device is got two tight, got a titanium crown, 
we've got a titanium tip, and then, of course, our temperature indicating cap on the one end. And what's really fun is uh, on the mouthpiece end of it, ha you have a 10-millimeter taper and a 14-millimeter taper where the logo is. So this piece will natively connect with both your 10-millimeter and your 14-millimeter female glass connectors on your water pieces. What the what? Okay, stand by, George. Oh, we're getting the glass, huh? Okay. Boom. Just like that. Oh, my God. This is by far, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like this is one of the funnest podcasts I've done. And we're virtual. Can I, I mean, I can't imagine. I got to fly to you next well, time. You're certainly welcome to visit anytime you like. Okay, we'll, so we'll this, this uh, the diameter of this fits right into a glass piece perfectly. Wow, you just made that glass piece legal in Utah. <laughs> Isn't that nice? That is nice. I mean, okay, so, and then this, this uh, the container it comes in, uh, that, that's classic. I really like that a, a lot because you can put, you could put uh, herb in there in the one side. This slides down in nicely. And you've got a completely conspicuous container. Man, there's a, hours and hours of fun to be had with these, with these things. Hopefully a lifetime of quality time that you can spend with yourself and with your friends enjoying the things that you love to do. No question about it. Well said. I, and it just, and every time that little cap clicks, just makes you smile, doesn't it? It sure does. So how can you, Utah is a non flame to flower, right? We cannot put flame to flower. And yet you, a lot of your devices other than the induction heater are going to require and certainly it's easy, you know, to carry a flame with you to heat them up with the flame. Um, so there is that element to it. I think that I would tell people, you know, if you were going to buy a Dynavap, you know, to me, the induction heater makes the most sense from a medicinal standpoint, because it is the look. If you're, you know, if you're concerned with breaking out a flame at all, then the induction heater is certainly the least attention grabbing. Yes, the least attention grabbing. But what's nice with, with these devices, Tim, is if your battery gives out, all you need is something that's hot. If you're a person that likes to be outside, it's particularly satisfying when you're sitting around the campfire. And no joke, you can just grab that poking stick that you've been poking in the fire and the end is kind of smoldering, got a cherry on it. You can roll your cap right on the hot end of that burning stick. And when your cap clicks, you have a nice, high-quality experience without the harshness of the smoke. Yeah, and in Utah, that makes a lot of sense because, boy, we have a lot of people who like the outdoors. And batteries tend to not do so well in the heat. They don't do well, they don't do well in the cold. They wear out. Whereas these devices really will never wear out. How how long will cap 
it seems to me, looking at these, that the cap is the thing that would potentially wear out the first. There's three parts of the device that tend to wear out. The cap is one of them. The little screen inside is another. And occasionally the O-rings fail. But all of these things are easy to replace, are user serviceable. And the fun thing is, we see many, many reports of customers that have purchased products from us you know, years ago and use them multiple times a day, every single day, and haven't had a single part fail. So they can be extremely durable. But even if one of those three consumable parts does fail, they're relatively low cost and very easy to replace. Would you recommend that, I mean, how do you recommend which one somebody starts with? I mean, here it is Christmas, you know, Black Friday, literally Black Friday, this podcast is going to go up on Friday morning at 420, uh, 4.20 a.m. Nice. Um, and, you know, I did not do this intentionally, folks, but I'm going to, I mean, I'll put some, I'll certainly put a link in the video when it gets posted on YouTube. We'll put a link in the video to Dynavap's website uh, so that we can make sure that you're getting there because, gosh, I think this would be a great, this the, like these are great Christmas presents. The the Omni, especially this uh, the Vong, you know. And I don't even know what these cost, but really doesn't matter. You need to buy a legal way to uh, consume your cannabis. Well, the let's let's talk about the cost for a second, if you don't mind. Love to. So we manufacture these devices in our shop here in Wisconsin. Okay, these are not made in China. They're not made overseas. Okay, we manufacturing them using the highest quality materials we can get our hands on. We design our devices to the best of our ability to be as durable as we possibly can with the intent to make them generational. This is something that you could give to your grandkids uh, when they are of the appropriate age and it should still work just fine, potentially maybe needing a, a small replacement part or something along those lines. When using these devices, especially for the consumption of botanicals such as cannabis, it's very common for people to find that after having one of our devices for just a few weeks and getting more familiar with the nuance of how to use it, how to ride that bike, and to get to where I'm going at the pace I want to get there, that all of a sudden, the quantity of material that you're consuming has been reduced substantially. It's pretty common for people to find that they are still getting to where they want to go just as fast as they want to get there they're only using half as much as they typically used to, especially if they were lighting it on fire. So the reality is, even though the devices are not in and of themselves cheap, they tend to pay for themselves in relatively short order, just on conservation alone. It does seem like they're going to last me forever. Like that's, I think, what the my thought process is on, okay, which one do I want? Well, I'm going to have this. I mean, they look like, oh, I'm going to have this for a long, long time. So I better choose wisely, <laughs> right? When I want to, um, you know, right now in current prices, certainly if this lasts forever, the prices will, will likely change over time um, as materials and everything change. But what are they? What are the costs right now, roughly? So the price on the M, which uh, is our entry-level stainless steel model, is $75. The colored ones are a bit more at 87 The Vong, uh, the last one we opened up, is kind of our middle-of-the-road one. It's around 125 
and the Omni, which comes in in two colors right now, just the plain titanium or the the black with the obsidium like uh, you have. The plain one is 220 and the black one is 250. So again, they're not cheap devices. You, you know what the though? Time, they're this is definitely on par with, you know, what I would consider high-end vaporization of flour. I'm actually surprised that a couple of them aren't, you know, $300, to be honest. So There's a fun part about that as well. So we have a little bit of a community on various social media platforms, Reddit being one of them. And on Reddit, there is a couple of communities that focus on vaporization. They also have a subsection where people buy, sell, and trade their vaporizing devices. And what we've seen is that our devices uh, historically have held their value very well. It's not unusual for a device that's two or three years old to still sell for 70 to 80% of its original price. And in some cases, which is almost mind-boggling to me, Tim, some of our older devices actually sell for more than they were brand new. Well, and I could see, like you say, passing passing these things down or giving giving these as a gift. This is a really nice... This is a really nice gift to give somebody very, very classy, right? It's smart. It's a health conscious, frankly, decision. It's American made. It fits, it checks all, it checks all my boxes on, on purchasing things like this. I, uh, where can people get a hold of you and find out more? Our website is dynavap.com. That's a D-Y-N-A, V as in Victor, A, P as in Paul, dot com. You can find us on most of the other social media channels as well, you know, whether it's uh, you know, Facebook or Instagram. We have a pretty extensive list of videos on YouTube as well, showing our products, showing how to use them, how to care for them, how to you know, do maintenance, etc. I'd say that Pretty good summary. There's other things out there. I encourage people to simply type our brand into any search engine and you should find us right there. Uh, we, we sell our product in a wide range of uh, other retail stores and shops. If you go to our website, we have a where to buy that will direct you to a store or shop, hopefully close to where you're at, where you might be able to simply go and see it in person or uh, buy one right there. And we like it when you support the local shops because you know, when the local sharps aren't there, it's really kind of annoying. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is really annoying. It's really nice when they are there. And, you know, I'm one of those people I like to try and do my best to appreciate things while I have them versus wishing I had them when they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else that we've kind of missed or passed over that, that uh, you wanted to bring up? Well, th- th- there's a couple things. Uh, and I don't need to spend a lot of time on them, but uh, the first one is is really why do we exist? You know, the, as we kind of touched on in the beginning of the episode, it was in the pursuit of finding a better alternative that uh, wasn't some you know giant battery powered uh, you know vaporizer you know, to see if we can't do our part to bring some nice, simple, durable technology to the world to accelerate the transition away from smoking, right? And 
at the same time, we've also found that as people come on board and learn a little bit more about what it's all about, and they join what we refer to as the Dynaverse, right? This community of like-minded people that very much enjoy not just using our products, but generally using uh, some other method for consuming their 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 cannabis, their flower, their their botanicals, whatever it might be, in a more responsible for themselves and responsible for the people around them fashion, get rid of the smoke, that uh, they really like interacting with one another. And it's created a very positive place online for people to interact with one another, talk about stories, talk about tips and tricks. And it's also created another thing that was totally unanticipated back in the day. And that was a whole secondary market of makers that make a wide range of accessories and even um, aftermarket components for these devices. So you can really dial in and build or modify your device to really represent who you are or what mood you just happen to be in at the time. That's pretty cool. And just something that brings this community kind of back together too, because if you're not taking care of the you know, the core cannabis community. I don't know. They, they're the ones who kept this plant around during prohibition. You know, we, we, right. we kind of owe it to that culture too, to support that. This has been a really fun conversation, George. I'm glad that you came on and shared this stuff with us. I, you know, if, if people want to find out more about Dynavap and the brand We'll put some stuff online about it. You can certainly call us if you can't find these products and we'll figure out ways to, to work with you, George, and get patients in Utah access to this stuff. I think it's, it's been really great. We hope we can do that. We hope we can participate. Quick note regarding the patients. Our devices just earlier this year were approved in Ohio, which is also kind of a, a generally non-smoking medical state. So we're on the official list for Ohio as a uh, smoke-free consumption device. Oh, good. Uh, if you uh, have any points of contact that you might be able to assist us with for Utah, we'd like to do the same thing. Absolutely. And absolutely we do. No, no question about it. We can, we can connect you with the right um, individuals, I think, and really help a lot of people get to know what's out there, get to know safer consumption methods. That's what's important. So yeah, we'll, we'll work together for sure. Beautiful. Just to, uh, to wrap this up, everybody, you know, thanks for subscribing. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. If you subscribe to the podcast on any podcast player that you, that you want to listen to podcasts on and utahmarijuana.org slash podcast is where you can find this podcast and the, the uh, transcript of it and Discover Marijuana on YouTube will also be a place where this is posted. And if you want to get a hold of me or you have questions for George or myself regarding this stuff, if you can't get a hold of him on his YouTube channel or on their website, feel free to go to ours and just comment on this video. And we'll look at all those comments and answer all of those questions. Um, thanks, everybody. Stay safe out there.